Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. Dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your host, Chris Schubert's also here floating around producing this thing. We're from the Draft Network, and we are brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. They feature live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They have every sport, so head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's Bet Online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Valentine Shopping Reminder Day to you. Well, it's nice. They bake a day in for that, huh? Yeah, no excuses. We got, what, eight days? Not a math guy, but, you know, it's February 6th. My understanding is Valentine's Day is every year on February 14th. So yeah, you got eight days yeah. to figure it out. Next next Tuesday. So wait a minute. Can I ask a can I ask a question? Hello, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hello. 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 If nice the hat. idea thank you. If the idea of this day is to remind you about Valentine's Day, what if you forget about this day? Is there a day to remind you about this day? Oh. Add it to the list of national days we need to create. Right, like the idea of this day is to let you re- is to remind you about Valentine's Day. But don't I need a reminder about the reminder? Yeah, it's fair. If I mean, you, if you need if you sleep through two alarms, it's your fault when you oversleep yeah. and are late yeah. to work. Yeah, that's you know that's you've got. So the first one's maybe, okay. May, so one's well, maybe, okay. Maybe we should justify having another reminder day. Maybe we should. Because it's too too. It's I feel I feel sorry for you if you oversleep one alarm, and you mess up because everybody's done it. But if you consciously reach over, slap the table, turn off the the alarm twice, it's your own fault. So maybe we should remind everyone on Friday. We'll do what we can. We, it can be our responsibility. Do what we can. Do what we can. Uh, well, we are all. Uh, no longer together in Mobile, Alabama. That's why I had to get my big grumbly uh, guys being dudes out there because when we were in the uh, the Cedarwood, whatever Cedar Street Social Club, Cedar Street, yeah, Social Club. Yeah, I I the was outsider. told I was Chris Schubert told me like, hey, kind of back off. It's live. It's hot mic, you know. So had to had to get the grumbles back today. What do you think Peaches is doing right now? I I think about it all the time. All the time. How much did you think about it during your six-hour drive yesterday? I was thinking about how tired I was. <laughs> that was an unexpected uh, little commute there. Remember, t- yeah, two more hours back to Charlotte once we got to Greer, South Carolina. So 
long, uh, eight long, hours total. Yeah. You, you had quite the travel back too. I mean, you got back what two, 2 AM this morning, Kyle. So, uh, I did. Yeah. So that's why we're obviously a little late getting out the jump today. Cause we all had travel days yesterday. Um, I flew from mobile. Well, first of all, Chris and I, along with Jamie and Jack Fitzgerald McKessie, Went to Cracker Barrel yesterday. Oh, that was our big dub. I hate you did you. not. Yeah, yeah, you did not come to. That's what you get for driving home. You should have just flown to Dallas and then flown to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, that would have made a lot of sense. While everybody else flew to Charlotte to go to their actual homes. Right, you know. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, we had the Country Boy breakfast. No, well, I had the Country Boy breakfast. Chris had the fried steak. Is that so what I had fried steak. Yes, fried steak. Uh, everybody else at Country Boy Breakfast, and then we went to a uh, Mobile, Alabama flea market, Joe. Oh, and that's how we, we spent three hours going to flea market. I am immediately happy I wasn't with you. Flea no, markets Joe. are not for me. No, no, no. There's oh, no chance. Joe. No, it was it a good time. Was nope. A blast. No. A blast. There, Can no, confirm. Man, I was forced into participating in a flea market, I would guess. Against your will? Yeah, like maybe 15 years ago for a job that I used to have, and... I saw what goes on there, and that's that is not a scene for me. Well, hold t- time out. I'm going to use my first time out. I know it's early in the show. I've only got two more left. I get, I, left, yeah. I get it. 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 You had to partake in the flea market. Yes, I sold goods. That's why you don't like. But the I flea observed market. what was Being happening there and, there, and having it's like going to the grocery store, right? And like the people that are there just to be there and don't know what they want. They're just kind of they got the cart. They're walking 0.6 miles per hour down the, the middle world. of the aisle. Those are no, not like, my friends. Just, there's nowhere to be at any given point. And like, that's fine. But like, if I'm going shopping, I usually know what I need. I know what I want. And I got to hustle to get it. The flea market is the quintessential. We're going to go because we don't have anything better to do. So that's just the pace we're going to all operate on. So I, I imagine if you're selling and vending goods, You'll get some questions by people you immediately know have no intention of buying anything that you're actively selling. And that's what makes that, in my opinion, probably a a super miserable experience for you. I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. We were buying things. Jamie was buying things at the flea market. Jamie, Jamie bought some cards, some sports cards. Yeah, he's he's gotten into that lately. He sent me a he swindled some poor guy on an Aaron Donald Panini Prism card. Wow. And what was the other one he got? A Cooper Cup card. Cooper Cup. Wow. Yeah, the Cooper Cup Cool Blue or whatever it was. Did you make any purchases, Kyle? Me? No. Yeah. Kyle, I had Chris? no square footage left in my bag to put anything. Chris? Because remember, yeah. I packed for two weeks in a duffel bag that was not yeah, checked baggage. Yeah, Joe, that was the problem for me is I wanted to, you know me, like to get the inventory for the eBay, but yeah. did not did not have any room in the bag because there were deals to be made. You can ask Kyle. There were deals to be made. Chris was softly weeping about the Funko Pops on the shelves in like the crumbled up boxes or that had like a bunch of other stuff on them. Uh, he had a really hard time kind of reconciling. He's like, we're, we're just bleeding money here. This is just missed opportunity after missed opportunity. This is, this is awful. And that's what it would look like if I would have taken any of them and tried to put them in my bag. So that's why I said, no, I can't do that. Football. Sure. We could talk about the senior bowl itself, the game itself. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of tie a ribbon on the week that was, um, obviously really fun week observing practices. We got a chance to do some community service with the players on Friday 
the game on Saturday. And I don't know when I, I don't want to like continue with the same stuff that we kind of talked about last week with, with the biggest winners. And so I think I'm at a point now where it's just reflecting on the entire week and, and the players that did something through this exposure that makes me really reconsider the way I thought about them or where I graded them. And I think that player for me, and it's a guy we haven't really talked about much on this podcast is Darius rush. The the corner from South Carolina uh, did the full film eval on him uh, going into the week and kind of came away with like a, a six round grade on him. Uh, but I think getting a chance to see him in person, obviously measuring in really well, showing a lot of length, uh, but then the speed, right? He he showed really good vertical speed to carry. Um, I thought he handled some of the in-breaking patterns better than I saw on tape. Ball skills are there. Uh, competitive toughness is there. And, you know, I think of him now as more of an early day three prospect. And so I think as a, you know, kind of a new name to consider, a guy that moved the needle, that's the guy that uh, I come out of the week. I knew John Michael Schmitz was awesome, right? I've been mock- we've, we've been mocking him in the first round since Kyle presented him to us over the summer, right? We, we, we knew this was a player. But that guy that I didn't expect it from, that I got it from, was Darius Rush out of South Carolina corner. I think that guy for me was a guy, Joe, I, I graded him higher. I graded him as a fringe top 100 guy, but I, I, there's something about this dude. And it's Sidney Brown. Yeah. Sidney Brown from Illinois. I, I think this is a starter in the NFL. I think he can be your nickel. I think he can be your free. I think he can be your strong. I think he could be a sub backer. I think he can do all of it. I've seen him. I've seen him up close. I know he's well built to, to handle that kind of wear and tear. I've seen more quickness and ability to cover receivers in the slot than what I saw on tape. I thought he was combative with the tight ends that were present there as well to be able to handle physicality at the catch point. He had good range, explosiveness. Football intelligence, intangibles, character. He, like, he checked all the boxes, man. This, for me, is a player who who's probably going to be in my top 64 the next time we do an update. Uh, I think this is a, a second-round player. And um, he showcased all the things he did at Illinois, and then he got to showcase uh, some of the things that you can't appreciate on tape, and he got to showcase some different things than what he was asked to do on tape. And the fact that he, he came through and hit all those boxes – uh, has me really excited for him as a prospect, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing where he ends up landing when this process is all said and done. I want to ask you a question, Kyle, um, because I think a lot of times we have different exposures, and then it's like, okay, well, what do we do with the information? And so we came into this week really excited about these defensive linemen, particularly the edge rushers. Um, a lot of good names at the Senior Bowl, and – Typically, the defensive line really shows up, and we talk about how hard it is for the offensive line in that environment. And, he, and what's funny is we we actually had a chance to talk with a an NFL you know executive that makes personnel decisions, and we talked to them on on Saturday just before the game, and they're like, you know, offensive lines already always kind of tough here. We, you know, we 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 don't put a whole lot into it because of the context and how difficult it is. But those guys showed up all week long, and it and it, the defensive line didn't. And so, wh- whether it's Derek Brown, uh, Byron Young, Isaiah McGuire, who I I had some love for coming in the week, like how are you reconciling this data point for these defensive linemen that just didn't show up in the ways we hoped they would this week? How do I reconcile that? 
Yeah. I don't. I don't. I mean, Isaiah I Foskey, the, there's a long list of guys that just didn't well, show out. Uh, but do you, uh, you remember the discussion we had about Isaiah when we did yeah. the player presentation on Isaiah? Yeah. Had a hard time kind of sussing out where I thought his best fit was. And, and I think a lot of these guys fall into that bucket. Now, I do think that there's some plus players on the offensive line that you can look at and, and notch quality wins when you cross-reference well. The defensive player didn't get pressure with – well, the offensive guy did a really nice job of doing exactly what he was supposed to do. But I don't know. I look at the wide receiver group, too. I mean, there were a number of names. Andre Yosevich, uh, Trey Palmer. Rasheed Rice. We're really excited about. She Rice. Like our entire middle class of wide receiver prospects, like, there's a very small margin between those guys. The margin between wide receiver seven and wide receiver 18 yeah. this year is not a big, big divider, right? right? Oh yeah. You could feasibly see that entire group because those players are all so closely bunched together. You could see that group turned on its head. If the trends of athletic testing and poor performances and the pre-draft process and all of that, if, if it continues in the direction that it went, Guys that we generally consider to be second round receivers might be fourth round wide receivers and vice versa. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's crazy. So I think that's applicable to the edge group too, where we've talked about how many edge rushers do that. Do we have in the top 100 by itself? It's like 17. Right. And then you extend that to the top 150 and there's probably 25. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, same thing. Edge rusher eight versus edge rusher 18 is, it's not a big divide. I think it could look drastically different than kind of the general perceptions of us clinging to our priors before yeah. we start started collecting these data points. I'm glad you brought up wide receiver because for as much as there were some names that didn't do what we hoped they would, I think two guys in particular uh, stood out amongst that group. And, and one of them being Jaden Reed from Michigan state. I thought Absolutely. he had a yeah, really good week of practice. Um, route running's there. The explosiveness is there. And he was just really, really consistent with, making plays and the other guy being Michael Wilson out of Stanford, who is a bigger bodied receiver that has pull away speed vertically down the field that I didn't know he had. I know maybe some, some quiet years at Stanford, but it felt like even through that there was buzz about him. And I think we got a good chance to, to see what his game is about. And I certainly have a, a more optimistic view about him coming out of the week than you know, maybe kind of like what's up with this guy going into the week. So, is there a player, we, we've talked ad nauseum about players who perform to expectation, players who outperformed expectation, players who maybe didn't perform to expectation. Is there any player you still have major questions on that you're hoping the combine can perhaps provide you the clarity that you did not get at the senior bowl? You know, I don't know that there was that big of a discrepancy between like, hey, I really like this player coming in versus, wow, I have to reconsider the way I felt about them. And then the combine is going to give me the data point that I need to settle in. Um, I think maybe the player that I was highest on that disappointed me was was Rasheed Rice out of SMU. Um, I, some stiffness there that I 
wasn't expecting to see. Uh, you could tell there's some inconsistency with the hands. I think he fumbled. Um, he did. Which in the red zone. Yeah, and that's a problem because I th- I'm pretty sure he's got a bit of a fumbling history, and so producer Joe is going to look that up. Um, as I Chris is I, ready to jump through the screen at you right now. Right, I'm not going to ask him to look up a, a poor data point uh, on our guy Rasheed Doesn't Rice. Doesn't matter but... if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. Well, well played uh, opportunity there. You'd think I'd have it up by now, but I don't. So save me. You would think, Joe. Uh, okay, so Rasheed Rice. This will be the point where Chris pivots and talks about Ivan Pace instead. Is that correct? No, 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 no. I won't do that. <laughs> no, 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 I'll, no, let, no. I'll let Joe make his point. I mean, if he's got a point, he can make it. And he's just got to get there. He's got to find his, his yeah, data imagine. point. Rasheed didn't, Rasheed didn't have a good week. He had a roller coaster ride of a week. I think that's a fair assessment. Like, he was and, not and good. The, and the concern Tuesday. is... The concern is now. Here's what I will say: Rasheed, I think, was at the upper echelon of I think what we consider the tier two receivers. Are we considering yes. tier two receivers to be, or tier one receivers to be Jordan Addison and, and potentially Quentin Johnston? Yes. Is there anybody else that you would put in tier one in no. this year's class? No. And I don't even know if Quentin Johnston's in there for right. me. I'm going to be honest. Correct. But like Rasheed Rice is in the upper tier of that. Even if he slips. Like, is he going to get passed half by a tier two? Right. Well, it is what exactly, Chris, is he going to get passed by guys like Keishon Boutte? Like what has Keishon Boutte done to alleviate concerns about his development as a player? What is he going to get passed by Marvin Mims? Like, okay, you might get passed by Zay Flowers. You might get passed by. I don't even think he gets passed by Jalen Hyatt. No, I don't think so either. Now, unless he comes out and runs four six and Hyatt runs a four three, okay, that's a that'll it'll be yeah. very easy for that selling point. But at the end of the day, the guy who runs the better routes is the guy you're you're going to probably want more consistently. And I think that guy's Rasheed Rice. So take it for what it's worth, Joe. Please tell me you have yeah, fumbles I mean, by now. Uh, I I I'm not able to validate the information on Rasheed Rice having a fumbling issue. So I'm sorry. All right, I'm on it. I'm on it. I, if you can find, I felt like I found it at one point. I can't. I'm, I I can't continue to. What website were you the, trying to use? Hold the 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 podcast hostage. What what website were you trying to use? PFF. Oh. Okay. Let me see what I have here. Chris, oh. continue. Get us going with something else. What do you want me to get you going with? The, the, the show, we've hit a logjam. We, we, I we found it. Complete... He had fumbled three times this year. Three times. On 96 touches. That's one in every third. That's too much. Thank you, Joseph. Nailed it down. And now, that's my guy. All That's time. my guy yeah. using the Google machine. <laughs> so there's no no player that you're like, man, I need the combine to help me figure this guy out. Do you do you does that player exist for you? Um I wanna know what Chase Brown runs. 
I feel like you bet you were disappointed in him all week. I was, I was, I was, I was really into him coming into the week and, and thought he could really make a big jump. And I think that the passing down skill set is, is always going to be something that um, is going to be a potential barrier for him early in his career. But I think if he can test well, he might be able to salvage what was a, a, a kind of an up and down week for him. Mock draft. Yeah. And, and I, I'm just pulling up your mock draft and my goodness. It's not mine. Poke, well, that's what I'm saying. You poke the bear in the biggest possible way. It's not mine. It's not my, it's literally not my mock draft. Oh, it is the MDA did the pace. I see, what you, I see what you did there, Joe poked the bear. I see what you did there. I did not make any picks for this mock draft. Who did Kyle? Who made these picks on this mock draft that is says when I pull it up is authored by Kyle J. Krabs. It's, it's authored by Kyle Krabs because I wrote the commentary. But if you read the introductory comment, are oh. there are there bad are there Bears fans mad? I don't, I have no idea if they're mad or not. I just I don't know if they're mad either. I, I just kind of boop, mute notification. How dare how dare you not trade down forty seven times and give us eighteen first round picks in next year's draft? How dare you? Right. Well, there, there's your comment. I give you Bears oh, fans. Who, wait, Thank you. Who's going to trade up the Panthers, the Texans or the Colts? All of, All them. of them. All of them. <laughs> in, a, in Man, there there's some years where you, you say, man, they're like, yeah, you should be able to finesse this and just there's no market at all. I don't know that you're going to have a big time market. Let alone facilitate. Oh, OK, we're going to convince each one of the quarterback hungry teams to trade with us. And pay premium price to do it. Everyone's got to get galaxy brain this time of year, man. You know? Hey, what's up with your guys on WFMZ? They're all about him and Hooker, too. In the second yeah, round. I try to try to talk to them about that, but, you know, they... They don't want to hear it? Don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> don't know what to tell you. Place this, The town's spinning, right? They, they're they all fired up about not getting Steve like, Wilkes. They get Frank Reich. Now they get... Uh, Jairo uh, Avero, I, I don't know if I said that right to be the DC. Now everyone's back in on the coaching staff, man. Nobody didn't, knows what they want here. Didn't we just do this with Matt Corral? Brother. I said, I said, I don't think he's going to be the Panthers franchise quarterback. The town lit me on fire. I said they should draft Justin Herbert. The town lit me on fire. I don't know what to say, man. Let's, okay. Well, they didn't get Hendon Hooker here, so that's good news. They got CJ Stroud at nine. The MDM made all the picks. It was auto-picked. So we looked for, we did 10 simulations, logged the most frequent occurrences for all the teams. You made a board of best available players. And then I went through team by team and selected, okay, the best available player on the most frequently simulated pick for team X is player A. That's the pick. And waterfalled it all the way down and let the trends of the MDM, which is in beta testing, be abundantly clear, it's in beta testing, will be launching soon, publicly. But right now, premium users are in there doing beta testing to smoke test it, make sure it works the way it's supposed to, give us feedback on user interface, so on and so forth. We're making good progress. It'll, like we, I mean, we're, we're talking about... Um, server hosting and being prepared for volume like today about getting ready to launch the whole thing publicly. So we're very close, uh, but use the beta, no trades, simulated 10 times, log the results and then pick best available player off of the most frequently simulated pick board. And this is what I got. 
That's what I got. You want to walk through it? Take a walk. I'm not walking through it. Somebody else got to walk through it. <clears throat> With Chicago Bears at pick number one, select Will Anderson Jr. The Houston Texans at pick number two, select Bryce Young. Quarterback Alabama, Arizona Cardinals number three, select Jalen Carter, interior defensive line from Georgia. Number four, the Indianapolis Colts, select Will Levis, quarterback from Kentucky. And at number five, the Seattle Seahawks, select Miles Murphy, edge from Clemson. Checks out to me. Does check out to me. Let me ask you this, Kyle. Let's live in a world where Arizona has their choice of Anderson or Carter, which I don't think is crazy to think that that world exists. What, what, uh, what are you thinking, man? Is there a clear direction that you would you would think? Do they I know should who go? the coach is? Do I know who the coach is? Well, you know that that continues to be a challenging proposition. Let's say it's uh, who they're interested in, Lou Anarumo. It's going to be one of three people. It's going right. to be Brian Flores, Mike Kafka, or Lou Anarumo. It's going to be one of those three gentlemen. Right, those yeah. feel like three really different paths. So they, yes, yeah. <laughs> At least there's two defensive guys. Um. Be inclined to say Carter, if I'm honest, because they just took a couple edge guys in the last round. Well, yeah, that wouldn't stop me from drafting Anderson. I just think Carter. You know, you just lost Watt, interior penetration. Yeah, playing San Francisco. Yeah do do you want do you want Jalen Carter trying to set runs off from the interior, or do you want Will Anderson in the NFL trying to stack Trent Williams on the edge? And these big boys that that Seattle's got. That's a good way to put it. I like that. Pick number six, the Detroit Lions take Tyree Wilson, edge from Texas Tech. At number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders select B. John Robinson, running back from Texas. The Atlanta Falcons at number eight select Christian Gonzalez, cornerback from Oregon. Number nine, the Carolina Panthers select C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. And number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles select Brian Brissett, interior defensive lineman from Clemson. A.J. Terrell, Christian Gonzalez, that's a fun corner tandem for the Atlanta Falcons, I'll tell you that. Yeah, and you know what? In that division... You might just be able to play lock up on the outside and turn this thing into nine on nine. Oh, I like that. I like that. I I didn't make the pick. The MDM did. I'm just. Yeah, I, I wasn't complimenting you. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I know. I'm just. I'm just. It, it, <laughs> we're just going to be very clear throughout the entire process of talking about this mock draft that I didn't make the picks. So I don't want to hear any complaints. Uh, the Tennessee Titans select Paris Johnson Jr. offensive tackle from Ohio State. The Houston Texans at number 12 select Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC. Number 13, the New York Jets select Peter Skaronsky, offensive tackle from Northwestern. The New England Patriots select Joey Porter Jr., cornerback from Penn State at 14. And at 15, the Green Bay Packers select Lucas Van Ness, edge from Iowa. I thought Addison was the only pick. And I was like, nah, probably not. Well, I mean, let's... If you live in a world where Brandon Cooks is, is traded, which I think is possible, um, I, I think that they would like this type of receiver, especially with Bryce Young, where I think whether it's shots down the field, which Jordan Addison has that ability to win vertically, but also in some of the quick rhythm stuff he can uncover quickly, I think it's a good type of player to put with Bryce Young, although it kind of works against my developing you know, skill set players or skill player around a developing quarterback. That, that gives me some level of concern, but... I think this type of receiver, if they move on from Cooks, makes a lot of sense. At 16, the Washington Commanders select Devin Witherspoon, cornerback from Illinois. At 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Dewan Jones, offensive tackle from Ohio State. Number 18, the Detroit Lions select Keeley Ringo, corner from Georgia. Number 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Brian Branch, safety from Alabama. And the Seattle Seahawks at pick 20 select Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida. 
I feel like Anthony Richardson to the Seahawks with their second first round pick is is very trendy. And it almost makes me wonder if he gets through that like initial gauntlet of quarterbacks, you know, what other possibilities exist for him? I, I certainly think if Baltimore, you know, there's a lot of layers, like if Baltimore moves on from uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, you yeah, you can see that type of thing. Or like, what is the Saints appetite for a quarterback later on now that they're, you know, in the first round party? So that's one of my fascinating storylines to consider is like, okay, if Anthony Richardson gets through that gauntlet, who are are the teams in place to actually pull the trigger on him? I actually talked myself into this too. Even if they sign Gino, uh, Gino's mm-hmm. 32. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Let's be honest. Gino's 32. He's thrown for 33% of his career passing yards this past year. He threw for 50% of his career passing touchdowns this year. Even if you get him on a deal, and even if he's the next Rich Gannon, Rich Gannon's peak was four years. You do that with Gino, he's 36. He's through one of those four years now. So you're looking at like a three-year window. And he'll be in his, his mid to late 30s when you get there. So that for enough that was enough for me to say, yeah, you know what? They could probably pick a player that could help them long term, but in the grand scheme of what they're going to have to pay Gino with the lack of consistency with Gino, if they protect themselves, they get a player who's supremely gifted that they could have in-house who you could develop and not press into playing action. I think that's that's really uh the the thing about that fit that I would like. Uh, Pick number 21 by the Miami Dolphins forfeited. Pick number 22, the Los Angeles Chargers, Luke Musgrave, tight end from Oregon State. Pick number 23, the Baltimore Ravens select Quinton Johnson, a wide receiver from TCU. Uh, 24, the Minnesota Vikings select Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver from Ohio State. And pick number 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Michael Mayer, tight end Notre Dame. A little tight end situation here. Musgrave to the Chargers, Mayer to the Jaguars. I, I I like both of those picks. Um... I think Musgrave would be awesome in, in that Chargers offense. You know, I Kellen think Moore. Yeah, I mean, for sure that, but also like we saw what Hunter Henry was able to do that that rookie year with with Justin Herbert, and then he just hasn't had that guy the last two years. And Musgrave, I mean, goodness gracious, uh really skilled guy that whether it's the blocking ability, the receiving skill set, the size, you know, the personality that we got a glimpse into. That guy seems like he's going to be a real dude in the NFL. Pick number 26, the Giants select Osiris Torrance, interior offensive lineman from Florida. 27, the Cowboys select Drew Sanders, linebacker from Arkansas. 28, the Buffalo Bills select John Michael Schmitz, interior offensive lineman from Minnesota. 29, the Cincinnati Bengals select Darnell Washington, tight end from Georgia. The New Orleans Saints at pick number 30 select Jameer Gibbs, running back from Alabama. Pick number 31, the Kansas City Chiefs select Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from Georgia. And 32, the Philadelphia Eagles select Clark Phillips III, corner from Utah. Well, there's your steal of the draft. Broderick Jones getting Broderick the 31. Jones 31. Goodness gracious, Kyle. We can't be having that. Can't be having that. That'd be a real nice replacement. Young, um, you know, obviously a rookie, rookie deal for your left tackle. Don't forget Kansas City has like legit cap space this year and legit draft capital. So uh, let's uh, let's not let that happen. So Broderick they got, Jones got um... – they, the, he's a perfect stylistic fit for oh, the Tooney and Humphrey and Trey, Dude. Trey Smith. Dude, we can't, ha- we can't have this dream come true for Kansas city. Right. Um, uh, some, yeah, I think uh, Sh- Michael Schmitz to the bills is I, I think a 28 is 
perfect for what they need at left guard. I don't really have any concerns about him transitioning from center to left guard. I, I like this Darnell Washington to the Bengals. You know, the Bengals are going to have to move on from some players here based on their expiring contracts this year and next. It feels like Hurst is a player you don't necessarily want to give that money to. Washington yeah. really elevates the blocking ability, but also like that type of size in the middle of the field for Joe Burrow can really especially if you end up losing Higgins obviously different kind of receiver in a number of ways but to have another big body if you do lose Higgins this offseason because you're not going to pay him too um Joe's going to be able to throw him open looked looked pretty good to me I don't know yeah I didn't make any of the picks I just I thought it looked pretty good yeah I'd say I'd say it looks good Kyle not not Kyle just talking to you not the yeah, 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 I didn't do any of it. Uh, the MDM did it. I do have a wee-woo to bring us to a close today. Ooh, okay. We have a developing situation on my Instagram feed. I wanted to make you both aware of it. This could be anything. This literally could this be This could be anything. I sent Chris an Instagram reel yesterday and he's at the airport, and he said, I'm not opening that. You send me all kinds of stuff. I'm not doing it. The good news is this one is one... Agent Zero rocking a Dan Marino jersey oh. from last April. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <What>? That's fantastic. <laughs> so, developing story. The man appreciates Dan the man as if he wasn't already my guy. Bum, 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 bum. That's my guy here on the Draft Dudes podcast. Right? 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 Mm-hmm. Did you ever tell him that his nickname is Agent Zero? That's my guy on the Draft Dudes podcast. What was that, Joe? And Did you now, ever tell him? that's my guy on the Draft Dudes podcast. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> no, uh, he he has not, he has not been made aware of his his, his um, non self titled nickname. We'll let him know eventually. We got him on the show. He need, he needs to be a draft user alumni. So we'll get Tyson on and ask him about his Dan Marino jersey. Throwback Dan Marino jersey, too. Wow. No less. Do, am I invited for this episode, or is this going to be the two of you to kind of have some things to sort out? Uh, no, you, you're welcome. Your okay. name's Marino. It'll be good. Ah. <laughs> All right. All right. I think that's going to do it for us today on the show. Yes. Anything else, Chris? Producer? Producer Chris? No, no fun week. Fun week ahead with the Super Bowl right around the corner. Producer, oh, nothing, Chris? Cra- nothing crazy will happen this week on the show. Nothing. Surely, no, no, no wee woos will happen. Nothing. It'll be nice and surely. Calm. Nothing weird will happen this week as we are one week away from the Derek Carr trade deadline. Mm. Mm. You know what's funny is Chris is over here wanting Derek Carr. Brought him up to the Carolina Panthers fans, and they are not interested. So we'll see. Yeah, no, they, they'd rather have Hen and Hooker. Great. Great. Just eliminate teams in the running. Thank you very much. Well, their fans don't get to make the call, so we'll see. All right. Well, t- maybe maybe that we can do some of that tomorrow. We're done here for the day. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Make it a great rest of your Monday. We will talk with you all tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Draft Dudes, and thanks to our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support of the show. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. 
Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.